Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host Albert, and this is episode 262. Vroom, vroom, let's go for a ride in my car. Hey, uh, all right, Julius, but these cars don't say vroom, vroom. They're electric. <laughs> They're electric cars. I want my electric car to go vroom, vroom. They don't, they, they go zzzz, maybe. <laughs> maybe? Maybe, yeah, if you hear that. Albert. Cutting edge, you should know how an electric <laughs> car goes. I've got a hybrid. Mine just oh, goes quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like All fancy. All right. Anyway, we're we're rambling, and and we're actually supposed to be talking about games, not cars. But we're talking about games about cars. We're talking <laughs> I was about. Say, there's a little bit of bleed over in today. Yeah, <laughs> there because is. we are talking about Kanban EV today. That's right. This is a game by Vital Lacerda with a solo mode by David Churchy. And this is a, a relatively popular game in the solo gaming world. So, you know, be worth talking about it and kind of giving people an idea what the game is like. Um, where am I going to start? So, yeah, so this is, I guess we'll start at the beginning. This is a game about building cars. electric cars. Electric, yes, specifically electric cars. And I don't know that the theme, that the fact that they're electric matters, but that's the theme. You're building cars in a factory, and so you're a person working at a factory, going around to different stations. You're a manager at the factory, and I guess you're kind of learning all the different stations because you're going to be promoted soon. And so you're going around learning all the stations and working all the different stations and stuff, learning how the cars get built. You're designing them. You're you're gathering all the parts together. You're assembling an assembly line, and you're building them and testing them. And then at the end of the week, you get to have a meeting and talk about everything you did. <laughs> and to my understanding, I don't think you mentioned if it makes a difference about EV versus not EV. This is the updated version of original Kanban, which already I think went through multiple things because there was Kanban Drivers Edition and there was regular Kanban. So Kanban EV, I think it's just the idea that it's brighter, newer, faster, sleeker, better. Yes. Um, and I don't believe the solo rules existed before that. I think they they were new to Kanban EV, but I don't really know. I don't have any knowledge about the previous game, so I'm just speaking here, speaking nonsense. Really, what what the reason they made Kanban EV this big shiny game is because it was a really fancy deluxe edition that they kickstarted, and um, it's a huge box. It's not ogre big, but it's you know it's pretty big. It's a <laughs> It's bigger than Robinson Crusoe, for example. I think it is. It's, it's just it's a big box, really deluxe components, deluxe deluxe everything, deluxe inserts, and just super fancy. Um, and that's what this is. I think the older versions didn't have that deluxified uh, feel to them. And there's a new version coming out, or another game based on it, right? That you tell me about Robot or Bot Factory. Bot Factory, yeah. And which that one just really knows enough about. Yes. Yeah, because it's not it's not available yet. It's not even it, on Kickstarter yet. Okay, it's He's coming to Kickstarter. Okay. Um. So yeah, so that's what the game is, Compound EV. So I guess we could start with the rules. Go for it. The they rules. Look they look. Minutes. They're pretty big. I mean, they're not bad. They're well written. They're they're laid out clearly and all that. Um. There's a lot to it. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit confusing at first, but there's nothing complicated about the rules. 
the the layout and design and all that it's really easy it's nice to find stuff in and all that it's got a first page for the the main board setup with all the 23 steps for setting that up and then another another two-page spread for the player board setups um all the 23 pages eh 23 steps yes and it isn't that bad honestly surprising yet the first time you go through it's going to take a while it's going to be overwhelming but at this point i could set it up without really referring to it there it isn't that much um yeah relatively speaking yeah so like i said it's easy to find stuff in there there's two books there's the main rule book and then there is the second book which has the solo rules and reference stuff and the expansions there, which I find interesting, there's an expansion for the game. And when you buy the game, you don't necessarily get the expansion. You could buy that separately. But the rules are in the main game already. <laughs> and the box fits all the components and even has little molded sections for the, the expansion components and whatnot. I mean, so it's, it's like... Keeping prices down when you're already getting a really complicated game. You know, just don't I, include all the components and keep the game a little bit less <laughs> expensive. I, I don't believe it keeps it less expensive. It just gives you a, a feeling of saving money, maybe. Because, yeah, so your, your upfront cost would be higher if it had the expansion. But I think if, if there were, it was included, buying both would end up being cheaper if they're together already versus separate. You know, you might save a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm not going to look into that. Um, we'll let marketing department handle that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to say about the rules. I did not have trouble with them. I refer to them often, and it's not hard to find things in there. It's very clean and crisp and well-designed. I like it. I'm happy with the rule book and the the extra, the solo rules and all that. The solo rules, I find the layout a little bit difficult, and I can't even tell you why. It's it's not bad. I just I don't like referring to it for some reason. It's the best I could tell you. But, you know, whatever. That's just me being whiner, I guess. Um, so let's talk about the, about the components. I like to hear about the components because okay. part of the whole draw of Kanban EV is very There's much that the components got better than the previous two versions of the yeah. you know, printed meeples, big plastic Every, holders. And, everything yeah. about the components is deluxe. I mean, even the box itself, it feels like a thicker cardboard. It's, it's just sturdy. It's a sturdy box. You can, you know. You could drive over it, and I'm sure it would not damage a box at Solstice. I don't believe that. I haven't tried it, but I think that would work. Hmm, who could say? One player <laughs> podcast is not responsible for anybody who just does decide to drive over their box. <laughs> but if you do, let us know how that went, please. I'd be curious. So, yeah, so it's a really pretty box. It's really big, and it's really sturdy. You're going to open it up, and inside, immediately, you're going to see it's a bright white box with a bright red plastic cover over the components. So it's very striking colors. It's a nice plastic cover to keep everything in place when you got the game stored. So that's not really an issue because everything is so snugglyly fit. You don't have to worry about things like moving around much. Unless um, you don't have the expansion. Now, even if you don't have the expansion, because again, for most of the expansion stuff, there's inserts already. So it just fits into their own inserts and it won't. It, it, you just it have to put all the fine. blanking suits in. All the what? No, there's, it, there's nothing. It's, I mean, if you don't have the expansion, you're just going to have a couple empty slots. Okay. And there's also two big trays, and one of the trays, I guess, would have less stuff in it, or maybe both would. But it, it'll fit fine, and it won't be a problem. Um, 
it's just real it really is well designed it's surprisingly well designed how everything fits the there's gonna be a board a, a large a rather large board i think it's six fold board or maybe eight fold i'm not sh it must be six it's a large board representing a factory area there are the player boards there's four different player boards they're double-sided or not double-sided um dual layered sort of thing right so you could put stuff on top and it sits in place there let me reference my notes that i wrote right the, the super fancy insert i mentioned there's little trays for each player for their components that they're going to have the little wooden bits and cardboards that color coded the trays don't really matter because you don't need them when you're playing you're going to hand out the tray to each person they pull their bits out of it and then you don't use the tray the rest of the game except to put components back in there as you may no longer need them which for the most part wouldn't happen to the end of the game um i mentioned the dual boards lots and lots of cardboard shits and markers and counters there's car designs there's different there's markers meeples. for vps there's meeples right we haven't gotten to meeples yet but okay so there's there's player characters, there's meeples for each player, there's wooden counters and markers that you're going to use on the board. There's meeples for the two solo bots, Mr. Lacerda and Mr. Turchi. That's their names. Um, I roll. <laughs> yeah. There, there's cards for the players, uh, for the solo game, and just for the multiplayer also. There, there's mostly mini cards, there's normal size cards, and that's only for the solo game. Um, there is a tray that has cars in it the tray comes out of the box it's really nice you just set the tray next to the board and it has all the different cars <laughs> it has all the different cars they're going to use in the game organized by color and, and order and all that and the the insert is designed so that each car each type of car is a different style there's a, a sports car um an suv a, a mini car, whatever, and they're all the different types of cars, and they'll have each style has a different shape and size. So all the slots for those cars correlate to the size of the the car that goes in it. So it's very, I mean, it's a lot of thought put into it. There's a there's one thing that I don't get. There's a little on the side of that tray. There's two little um, smaller trays or not the components. One for for a pace car and another car. And the one of them is metal, and the other one is wooden. I'm not sure which is which. <laughs> I've never figured out. You don't know if the pace car is the wooden one or the metal one? No, I don't know because it doesn't ever mention in the rule book that I could find it. And I don't know what the other car is for either. Because it, it doesn't use two different cars. I think it's a it's a metal and a wooden pace car. Maybe it's a star player marker. That might be it. I'm not sure. No, because there isn't really a star. You don't need a star player marker. So I think it is. They just gave a bonus car and maybe left it out of the rule book. And I think the medal is probably the bonus one in that case. <laughs> but I always find that interesting. There's, <laughs> there's the car and then there's the other car. That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, this game has so many things. It'd be easy to accidentally throw in a few extra components and not even realize it. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's a heavy box. It's, it's a box full of cardboard and wood and, and whatnot. There's no dice in this at all. Um... My only complaint about the components, other than maybe that there's so much of it, is that the the player inserts, the, the four little trays for the, that you're going to give to the players, and the the one that holds the cars in it, when you pull off the lid, for some reason, the, the cars and one of the player things stick to the lid. 
So you, you lift off the lid and you kind of have to pull it out from underneath. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's just a little bit too uh, tight of a fit. Hmm. It's not a big deal. I haven't like dropped it and made a mess yet, but <laughs> it, it is interesting that that happened. So yeah, lots of components, all really nice, fun to play with. The cars are cool because they all look different. The, the, the cars have paint on them. Some of the wooded markers have paint. And just go on and on and on about these components. I think that all the components look really nice in this one. I think the fact that in the previous version, I know the cars were all the same meeple shape. They didn't have the white outlining for the tires and for the windows. It was mm. just a shaped meeple. Okay. And this one, it just, I mean, really that one detail makes the game light up a lot more. The idea of having painted meeples. At this one time, I have so many of my meeples with stickers just because I think it looks really nice. So mm -hmm. adding that, especially for a game where it's all about the cars moving around the board, looks is a big improvement, I thought, to the game. In terms of the rest of the board and the rest of the components, I'm not sure that there's really that much difference. Like, for example, the uh, car parts, instead of being cubes, so... Before they were just, or the old version of the game, or a less deluxe version, it was a cube. With this one, so it now has a print on top of it for what it is specifically. Yep, and it's a tall hex-shaped piece. Yeah. And similarly, like there's instead of having just a cube to show the calendar, so now you have a shaped people calendar with a printed calendar on it. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, and they're big, and they're satisfying to move around to. You know, it adds, it adds to the enjoyment of the game. All that stuff does. I mean, so those... I don't, I don't know. I think those ones... That doesn't matter as much to me as the cars. I think that the, the <laughs> cars being different different shapes and different, really different vehicles, like, that's a huge plus for me. So. Mm -hmm. Though I will tell you, you don't get to play with them as much as you'd think, unfortunately. Oh, really? You can drive them on the track a little bit and whatnot, but not, not as much as I would like. So so let's talk about the theme now, right? The theme is you're working in a car factory and you're designing cars and working different departments and doing stuff and going back and forth. I think the theme in this game comes across really well. It it, it is it is super thematic, at least for me it is. You 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 place your meeples on the board each turn for what actions they're going to take and then at the end of the turn, once they've taken their actions, you lay them down so you know that they've gone. Because later on when you're reassigning, it's worker placement. When you're reassigning your worker to a new place, it helps to know which ones already have, which ones have moved or haven't moved because one is standing, one's lying down. Um, and every time I'm playing, like that, once you've taken your turn, it's the end of the day. And, you know, the next day everybody will stand up and work again. I can't help but as I'm laying my people down saying, okay, end of day, everybody, go to sleep, lay down. <laughs> and I will lay down my meeples and tell them to lay down and go to sleep because Everybody sleeps in the factory apparently, and you know is that you what go. What you do when, when you got sandpaper down your neck? Yeah, I go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> everybody goes to sleep in the factory. Once they've done their shift for the day, they go to sleep. That's you know that's how this factory works. At the uh, at the end of the not the end. Every every once in a while, there's meetings in this game. You actually go to the meeting room section, and you get to talk about the stuff you did. <laughs> and I start going, oh, meeting time, everybody, meeting time. And I, you know, go to the meeting room. And, and then we, uh, 
everybody talks about what you do and you have these little word balloon things and you put them on the cards bragging about the stuff you've accomplished and you get points this way. <laughs> and you I know, just Albert, find that hilariously it funny. Mm -hmm. It doesn't surprise me that the part of the game you enjoy the most is the meetings. Yeah, it's my this is my job. <laughs> it's like, I'm working, everybody, I'm working. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love I just love how hilarious the whole thing seems. But this whole thing of being a it's it feels like not like you're a worker in a factory, but you're maybe a manager that's learning the factory. Because like at the company I work, they, they will hire people out of college that did really well and they sort of fast track them into management positions. And so they'll like have them try different things and every six months they'll shift and keep trying places in the company until they find it something they like. And when they're in a different position, they're kind of given work to do, but it's never real work. So th these are people intended for management. Just here, try a little bit of everything in the company. And that's what this game feels like, is you're trying all the different positions, trying to get a feel for what's, you know, where you're going to end up being the manager at. And so I see this theme coming across very loudly, and I enjoy it. <laughs> I like it because it's there, and I like it because of all meeples and components. It feels like you're really doing stuff, surprisingly. So yeah, I think it's a great theme. I really like it. Um, the next thing we would talk about was probably the comp the gameplay. Okay. The problem with that is that there's a lot to this gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a so so. Wait, this is a thirty minute show, and we're about fifteen minutes in. You know, it's a good half hour just describing all the gameplay, probably. Oh, so we're gonna gosh, zoom through it. <laughs> I will right, zoom through it. On. It's a, it's a worker placement game. I already mentioned that, right? And that's really the heart of the game. Each turn, you're placing your worker on a space and taking the action for the space. Um, what's interesting is that each space has multiple actions you could do, right? Um, and, you, and you could do multiple things. You, like um, you, you move to one of the departments and you either go to the two space or the three. Usually, you're trying to do the three because that's giving you three actions in that space versus two actions in the space. So you can pick the higher number if you can. Um, the only reason you couldn't if somebody else was already there. So you're doing three actions in the space, and they're potentially different actions. So it's a lot to think about each time. Um, the at, Let me go through the departments, and I'm going to do this. Well, I wrote it in the order I wrote it in, and that's the order I'm going to do it in. The The first department I'm going to mention is administration. The only action there is training. Um, each of the departments you could get training in, and as you get training it's a little track on that space on that uh, department it has six spaces once you reach a fourth space you're now certified and that unlocks different things for you depending on which department it is they'll unlock different things some might give you more actions some might just give you bonuses on your player board um but they all unlock something the and so the only thing you could do in the administration department is either train in administration or train in a different department um, of your choice or, or both. You could train in administration and one other department of your choice. The So that's administration. The next department going up on the board is design. Um, in the design department, this is where the cars are being designed. So people come up with big plans and drafts and stuff, and, and this is the next car we're going to work on or the next part. So in the design department, the main action there is you're going to collect designs and put them on your board. These designs are for different cars. There's five types of cars, five colors, and for the parts. So you're designing, oh, I'm designing a new engine for the blue car, or a new, what else is a transmission, or, or the wheels. I don't remember what it is. I don't know what the pieces are. 
the purple. I'm designing a new purple thing for the sports car. And so on. So those the designs all have a car color and a part type. And there's all the combination exists. So I think there's six parts and five cars. So there's 30 designs plus another six that are not associated with any part. Um, and all you do in that department really is collect designs. When you collect some of the designs, depending on what space they're on, you might get some extra bonuses, um, which will be handy in the game. The, the next department going up is logistics. And logistics is where, where the parts are. So you need, if you're going to build a car, you need parts. Um, and you're going to, here you're going to collect parts and put them, that you're going to later on put in your car when you visit the, the design department. Or, I'm sorry, the assembly department. Uh, in this department, there's a little mini game of placing a card in an optimal way, trying to get the most components or parts onto the board, and then collecting parts from the from the board. The and that's really the main thing there. That and again training. The the next department is assembly. And assembly is now where you build your cars. You've got parts. And you're going to put a car part in a car. And you're going to say, I'm going to put the black part in the blue car. And this is the, the fun little part of the board where you're moving your cars on it. When you, when you add a part to the car, it then moves all the cars forward in the assembly line towards the exit of the assembly. And there's sort of a little maze of a path you could follow. And the cars could go forward in any direction. So you could either go straight forward or at an angle. And so there's a little bit of gaming you could do in there trying to like get the car out to go out the right path so you could get more points or out more quickly and also getting the right color car out because some colors each as you play the game there's two colors that are chosen f at the beginning of each game and those colors are going to give you little word balloons that you could use in your meetings so if you get so if you're going to get points for getting red cars out you want to get red cars out to get more word balloons more little balloons but you don't have to necessarily build a red car to get a red car out because it has to do with that path. So again, it's a little bit of a game. Um, that is the de that is the assembly department. As you build cars, they go out the front, and then from there, you drive them over to the track, and you place them on the track behind the pace car. The cars will sit there until you put one in your garage. There's two steps here. This is probably... The most complicated department doesn't say a whole lot because it's not really complicated. You could, well, I've already said you could do training in any department. So you could do training. You could build a design. So you collected a design earlier in the design department and reach your, reach your one design department. And um, it is a design for a car and a part. You can now spend that part that you have already collected to, to test that design. And you now flip your design over and it is tested design. And you have it available. Once you have a tested design, you could then collect a car from the track of that type and put it in your garage. So it's the second action you could do there. And once you have the car in your garage, you'll get points for it and stuff. Really, that's the main purpose for having a car in the garage. So those are all the departments I went through and all the different actions. As you can see, there was kind of a lot, and I didn't go into any detail for any of it. Um... But those are the kind of things you could do in the game. I listed the departments from bottom to top, but when you play, it so it goes from top to bottom. In that, as you're as everybody takes their action and you go down, go to sleep, right for the end of the day. The next day, whoever's at the top will move their worker first. Then whoever is below that will move their worker. Whoever's below that, and so on and so on. And then you take your actions in order from top to bottom again. 
Um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but there is Sandra. She's the factory manager here. She is. Hmm? We may have mentioned Sandra. We may have. Or we may have mentioned her before in the pre-show. So she is the factory manager. She's going to go through each department in order from space to space to space. She's going to judge all the people, see how you're doing. Whoever is doing the worst in terms of training, whoever has the least training, is going to get penalized by Sandra. And then she'll take some sort of action in the department, general, a little bit of housekeeping kind of stuff. Um, things to move the game forward, to keep the game moving forward. And that's what she does. She'll go from from the top all the way to the bottom and then back to the top and all the way down. Each time when she reaches the bottom, it's the end of the work week. Points are scored for for cars that you have in your garage. And then you go on to the, the next day. All right, so... There's all that going on. There's a couple different ways to get points that I didn't mention in there. There's also, I mentioned the track at the top, right? Every time you take a car from that track, you advance the pace car, and all the cars behind it follow along too. Um, as the car, as the pace, pace car goes around the track, it passes these uh, marks in the ground. When it reaches those spaces that are marked, that you have a meeting at the end of that day. So you move the meeting marker over, you finish the day, and then meeting time, everybody, meeting time. So everybody runs to the office. And hopefully you have some word balloons. You start the game with one. You could earn more throughout the game in a couple different ways. And you're going to use these word balloons that you have earned up and spend them on the different topics of the meeting. And the topics are things like um, green cars built. And you might get four points for having a green car built or eight points for having two green cars built. If you have accomplished either one of those, you can put your word balloon on that space and mark it and get the points. Once you've marked it, nobody else could take that. Like if I mark the f eight, you can now mark the four, but you can't mark the eight anymore. So we're going to have the meeting and brag about what we've accomplished and whatnot and get our points. That is basically the game. You're going to keep doing all this over and over until you've either had three weeks and two days or I'm sorry. Three weeks and two meetings, or three meetings and two weeks. Or maybe three and three if that were to happen. Um, and that's the whole game. It's just going through, getting your parts and your stuff, and building your cars, and designing and testing your cars, and talking about what you've done, and getting points. Sounds simple enough, Julius? No. <laughs> I lost you at the, uh, this is a worker placement game. <laughs> I mean... It is a complicated game. It is. And I knew from the rules that it's going to be a complicated game. And I knew from the rules that I would really want to play the game even once or twice before I fully understood all the mm -hmm. different elements. Because you start to understand one of the different departments, and then there's a whole other minigame over in a different department. And yep. Yeah, no, this is not one that I'd be able to learn without actually sitting down. So you'd be you'd be surprised how easy it is to learn once you've gone through a couple rounds. It definitely makes sense by the end. Nothing in it is really complicated. All the departments are simple, relatively simple. All the mini games are simple. What's there's complicated is there's a lot of them, and then there's the interaction. It seems it feels like everything affects everything else, right? You need your design so you can build your cars, but you also need your your parts, and you also need to get the cars. Uh, put onto the track and there's lots of things going on and you're managing your garage spaces and so there's there's a lot going on that that's the thing about this game it's not complicated it's just a lot it's a lot of things to keep track of and that is it's overwhelming it's a little hard i find it so um what i described was basically the multiplayer rules 
If you have two to four players, that's how you do it. If you're playing solo, it's a little bit different. And if you're playing a solo game, you're the only you're competing with Mr. Churchy and Mr. Lacerda, I mentioned already. There are two bots. They they both work very similar, but not exactly. Mr. Turchy is the junior manager. Mr. Lacerda is the more advanced guy, engineer thing. Um, and right. there's you use cards, you'll draw a card. And and again, you're doing these in player order from top to bottom, so you know whether you're doing for Mr. Turchy or Mr. Lacerda. And you draw the card, it'll tell you which of the four action, which of the three available action cards you want to pick for that person, and then you'll move that person to that action space based on the cards you, the two cards you just got. Then you do the same thing for the other character when it's his turn. So you're managing where they visit each turn by by these two decks of cards, small decks. I think one is sixteen and one is ten cards, so they're not big at all. Um, the cards also do a couple other things, or at least one other thing, like um. Couple other things. One is there's a little board in the bottom left of the board with a spare parts department. And if you don't have the right part, you could always trade your part with one of the parts in the spare parts department. There's always three different of the six possible parts in the parts department. So you may or may not be able to trade it. There's a there's a mechanism in the bot cards to keep that market refreshed occasionally and change things up a little bit. And the other thing is sometimes the bot has to take a component of a color or maybe a car of a color. There is also a, a marker on one of the cards for that and a way to handle that. The What's interesting is they don't get points. The bots don't get points. You start, whether it's multiplayer or solo, you start at 15 points. In the solo game, your goal is to, if, if they are going to get points, you instead lose points. Your goal is not to, to finish the game at above zero. If you've got more than zero points, you've won. If you've got less than zero, you've lost. So, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's tough. I have not won yet. No, I have not won the solo game for sure yet. I don't think I've won the multiplayer game yet. I thought I was doing really well one time. I was playing with my son the last time we played together, and he was sure he was losing. We we're both sure he was losing, and he beat me by a bunch that time. I don't know. We don't know how he did it. I'm I'm not a good factory manager. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it goes. So I mean, it, it's a really neat game. It is fun. It is it it is tactic tactically fun in moving the things around, in in playing with all the bits. It is a lot to think about, and you're if you enjoy a game where you're thinking, you're gonna enjoy this one because you're constantly thinking about what to do and how to affect things and stuff. Because there's so many things to keep track of. That that is also, I think, the drawback. There is a lot to keep track of. It is easy to miss a rule here and there. Um, the bots I mentioned, when they get points, they you instead get negative points. They don't get points, but it, they don't always work like the player. Like some of the things that y- you get points for, they don't get points for. Um, and some of the stuff, the designs, they get points at different time than the human does. So it's more bookkeeping to keep track of and. Easy enough to miss that and forget it. So it's it's a little complicated, but I mean it's a, it's a fun game. It takes a while to play. Um, I'd say about ninety minutes. It's not too bad. Um, the setup is not that bad at all. Surprisingly, for as much as there is in this game, it it is a relatively fast setup. Probably ten, maybe fifteen minutes to set it up. Put it away is probably five. Yeah. Um. And you know. It's once once you set it up, easy to get started. There's not a lot of uh, 
process involved. So so it, it, it's a really neat game. I really like it. Really, really impressed with it. Nice. I don't think I'm going to play it a lot because it is so big and so thinky and takes so long. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only oh. drawback with it. It is a, it's, it's a lot of a game. That's a shame. It's, it's definitely an investment in time for me. You know, so I just don't have that much all this money and then you don't make the investments in time? Well, it's not that I don't. It's that I can't. The problem is that, that uh, we're always talking about different games. If this was the uh, Kanban EV podcast... And all we talked about is company V. Then yeah, <laughs> I'd have more time to play it more. It's a fun game. I definitely enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing it with people too. It it is really satisfying. I thought it was interesting. It did not seem. It didn't seem like it's gonna punish a new player too much. I thought. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's because we all learned at the same time. But it seemed like it was relatively fair. So yeah, uh, that's Kanban EV. Let me see what else do I have in my notes. What else I want to mention? The multi multiple systems, the solo game. I thought about Kanban. Solo game does not feel yeah. The solo game does not feel like a lot of extra work. Actually, it isn't a lot of extra work at all. It is very simple how you do the bots. You draw two cards. It tells you where where they go. Their actions in the apartment are pretty simple. At first, you definitely need to read the rule book. To figure out how they work, because again, they don't play exactly like the humans. But once you've done it a few times, it it's pretty simple and pretty straightforward to do their actions. It's not one of these games where you're, you're taking five minutes for yourself and fifteen for the bots. Um, it's probably it's probably more balanced. I would say about five minutes for yourself, five minutes for the bots total. That seems reasonable. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, it has a lot of longevity, I think. The the solo game includes cards to up the difficulty for the bots. I, I don't know how many cards there are. I think 8 or 10 or 15 cards, something like that. And you, you could pick a card to play with or a couple cards, or maybe you could shuffle it up and get some random ones. I'm not sure. I have not bothered to go there. I'm not ready to go there yet. I've played this game, I think, about 8 times so far. And I do not feel I'm anywhere near for a card that adds challenge. There's also the expansion. Now, when I bought it, the my friend local game store, they sold the base game with the expansion. You had to get both at the same time. You couldn't just get the base game. And, it, you know, that's because it's an expensive game and buying it from the, the publisher. Who is it? Um, the publisher, Eagle Griffin Games. They, you have to buy a lot from them, apparently, at, at one time. And... And it's it's not something that they're going to sell very quickly and very often, so they they don't buy a lot of copies. So it didn't make sense for the store to sell the expansion separately, because the only people that are going to buy the expansion are the ones that bought the base game they're in. So they said, you know, we'll carry it, but you got to buy both together, or it's going to be six or nine months before we order from them again. That's strange. I it's mean, they, it's not strange on the store. It's understandable for the store, but if I don't know, I just it brings it, up your issues earlier about not bundling them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it seems like it would be better to bundle it together. I mean, that, and that's effectively what the store did. They said, "Yeah, you're buying them together." But, but I think okay. also the store has a lot less to lose by saying buy them together or buy something else. The designer and the publisher have mm-hmm. to maybe perhaps they feel like they have to put out a slightly lower cost point of entry to get people to buy in. 
because because it's expensive yeah they won't have the ability to just offer something else yeah i don't know how much it was for the game i think i want to say it was about 140 for the game plus the expansion and the expansion is not big so most of that was the game mm -hmm. it's they're, they're just expensive these deluxe games from eagle griffin very very deluxe components are just you know pricey because of what they are and i don't think it's a bad value it's just th there's a lot of deluxification going on um I hear that. yeah so i haven't i haven't used the expansion and i don't i wouldn't imagine myself using it anytime soon just because again I, there's enough going on that i'm fine with what i've got if ever at all <laughs> yeah if ever at all uh, you know i if i play it more with my son or, or my friend um It'll probably get played with with expansion, but solo, I'm just as likely to up the, the difficulty by using the cards before I add the expansion. Yeah, that that's what I got. Those are my notes. I think I've mentioned everything else. There's a lot to this game. It's really big. If you like big, complicated games, you'll probably like this one. Well, sounds good. Well, thank you for uh, taking us through the factory, Albert. Yep. <laughs> My pleasure. It's a quick tour of the factory. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.